0: Members of the OG Army, get those wallets unfolded. Coming up next on the Other Ground Live stage, prepare for an eargasm by Passive J and Big Dalton.
1: Well, good afternoon and welcome to yet another edition of Other Ground Live. I'm Passive J, that's Big Dalton over there. Say hello, Ryan.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is Monday, June the 29th, and God damn it, Jay, I'm not sleeping, you moron.
1: <laughs> You'll forgive me for being mistaken. Uh, I see the OG armies forming up in the chat box. Glad to see you guys here. We're going to have a hell of a show. Uh, I got my cappuccino maker uh, working today, so I'm drinking coffee way too late in the evening, but it'll make for a great show. How'd your day go, Ryan?
0: Uh, it was a fucking Monday. So yeah. I got off conference calls a good oh, 20 minutes ago, so that's always always fun.
1: Oh no, thank you. See, I wouldn't be able to finish my work and then do this show twenty minutes later. I need a little more time to unwind. I got to eat something, all that good stuff. One second, I got to take a drink of water. Mm.
0: Unprofessional, some bitch.
1: I know. Well, I had my I had coffee mouth going. I just finished a latte like literally thirty seconds ago. Um, so I'm not going to sleep tonight. But God, it was good. <clears throat> I'm very good at making poor decisions.
0: <laughs> well, we so establish that.
1: Yeah, in, in, uh, in between all of your various work activities, did you find anything you wanted to talk about today, sir?
0: I always have at least something.
1: Right on, right on. What you got?
0: So let's start here and see if this sounds familiar at all. Mm-hmm. A flu virus with pandemic potential has been found in China.
1: Hmm. Uh, deja vu. Indeed. Uh, I'm assuming you're referring to something other than the current COVID-19 stuff. Yeah, it's a new one. Oh, joy.
0: Tell me more. It's a flu strain in China. Apparently, it started in pigs mm. and can be transmitted, apparently, to humans. And apparently, nobody has any sort of immunity to it. So, uh, yeah, it could be our, our new pandemic for you
1: know the second half of 2020. Yay. You know, uh, it's going to have to wait in line. We're not quite finished with the first pandemic. Uh, didn't we already have swine flu? I I think I remember my wife telling me she got really sick, uh, a a while back from that kind of shit. Like, like really like go to the hospital sick. Yeah. Apparently this is a new one. No, great. So there's more than one type of swine flu. Uh, you know, sometimes I think the bacon's just not worth it.
0: You know, I, I'm going to be crucified for this one, but I actually prefer Turkey bacon.
1: I'm not sure if I've ever had turkey bacon, and uh, um, to be honest, I'm kind of over bacon. I I love bacon just like everybody else in the world, bacon, 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 but like in the last 10 years, there's this bacon fucking like overload where they put bacon on everything, everything was bacon flavored, bacon this, bacon that, and I'm just done with bacon. I mean, I'll still have a couple slices in the morning with uh, some eggs and stuff like that if my wife feels like cooking, but I'm like not this, I'm over this obsessive bacon epidemic that everyone else seems to be suffering from
0: bacon is fucking wonderful and the reason that I prefer turkey bacon over pork Mm -hmm. bacon is the fat content in it and it's not Mm -hmm. because I don't want to ingest fat like that's not the problem it's just with most pig bacon unless you're really paying attention you're going to get that real kind of gristly fat on a few pieces yeah Mm -hmm. whereas turkey you can just take a pound of bacon and fucking throw it in the oven and all of a sudden you have great bacon
1: Oven. Jesus Christ. I don't know if anyone, anyone never who
0: baked bacon?
1: No, it's always in the pan.
0: God or damn. Wh- like that's the once... best way to cook bacon.
1: Huh. And and once a horrible mistake with a microwave. That didn't work out well at all.
0: <laughs> God damn, Jay.
1: Yeah, well, I I learned my lesson in that one. Um no, I've never uh, heard of uh, baking it in the oven. Uh you just normally just throw it in for a certain amount of time and all that good shit, I assume.
0: Yeah, just throw it in the oven for however many minutes or whatever. But it's the it's the way to get that perfect like crispiness to bacon, Mm -hmm. where you get that little bit of a crunch and then almost just kind of melts. Yeah, yeah, perfect bacon. You get that by throwing it in the
1: oven. Neat, Uh, because you know bacon for me is always a hit, very hit or miss thing. Uh, My wife obviously knows how to cook, uh, but every time she cooks me bacon, it's different from the time before. And heaven help us if we try a different brand. I never know what kind so, of type of bacon I'm going to get. So I've decided I enjoy all types of bacon. <laughs> it's easier that way. So
0: there's this, right? Like it <clears throat> probably fits your diet. Possibly. Yes, get It's some does. turkey bacon. Mm-hmm. Throw it in the oven. Do it that way. And just, just report back.
1: I will definitely do that. I got to do some shopping tomorrow. So I'll try to pick up some turkey bacon and regular bacon is apparently okay for me. Although it's funny. It's for the most part. It's okay. Some people have issues with too much fat. So, uh, any issues I might have with bacon would be taken care of by eating the turkey bacon, I would assume.
0: I would think so, and I would think the pork bacon, like, just the grease content would end mm-hmm. up fucking
1: with you. Right, yeah. I Like, I, uh, I had a couple pieces of bacon today, and I've been having stomach issues all day, but I had stomach issues waking up for some reason. I think, uh, I honestly think my incident yesterday, getting upset about someone throwing away my uh, snack, uh, probably fucked up my stomach today. Uh, but it's... But who knows? You never know. uh, The eaten bacon might have made it last longer or not at all. Um, I've had bacon before and not had any issues as far as I know. But that's pretty much a a day-by-day thing for me, so I don't really... Exactly. Well, what else you got, sir?
0: Uh, In just as odd of news, um, did you hear that there is an active arrest warrant for Donald Trump?
1: Oh, you hit up on one of my topics. Yes, I have heard about that. But tell me more anyways. <laughs> so Iran did it. Um, there uh. was a drone
0: strike that killed an Iranian general somewhere in Iraq, the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. And they have issued a, an arrest mm-hmm. warrant for Donald Trump and reached out to Interpol for helps apprehending him.
1: See, and this is interesting in several different ways. Uh, from what I read, Interpol, Interpol is very unlikely to help them out on this. Uh, but Iran has made statements that they want to pursue sue this regardless of whether he's president or not anymore. So right now, obviously, he's got the full back in the United States behind him. Even if Interpol wanted to help him out, obviously, not, nothing's going to happen. But 10 years from now, when Donald Trump is just a private citizen with the normal amount of like... Uh, Secret Service, uh, people that they assign to all ex-presidents, that might be an interesting problem for him.
0: I don't think so. I don't think the the world is going to try to piss off the U.S. like that by going after either a sitting or former president.
1: Mm, Iran seems like it doesn't mind pissing us off, actually.
0: (laughs) Well, that's (laughs) just Iran. How are they going to, like, they would have to rally the world behind them for that actually being an actionable thing.
1: Well, I mean, I mean more of the thing as in, you know, like 10 years from now, uh, Donald Trump has an accident uh, that no one can ever prove was by the uh, Iran, you know, secret service or whatever their equivalent of uh, sneaky bad guys are. Uh, and, and who knows how serious Iran actually takes it, but they're they say they're taking it pretty serious and it wouldn't be out of the realm of uh, impossible to, to, you know, that Iran would actually think to do shit like that.
0: Yeah, I think this was just to generate a a funny headline. So thank you, Iran.
1: Just grandstanding for the most part.
0: Oh, absolutely. It's just one of those things that everybody
1: knows nothing's ever going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, guys. My my throat's kind of fucked today. I don't know why. So, yeah, that's uh, and you see that with other countries all the time, Uh, like North Korea is really good at making statements that they have no intention on carrying out. Uh, but with North Korea, it's a lot more obvious that they can't do shit. You know, they they make claims like they're going to capture the moon and make it North Korea's, and so or other ridiculous things. But that's why I said it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility because Iran would be is firmly capable of assassinating someone if they want to. I imagine.
0: Well, hey, dude, this is the big problem with Iran, right? Like the ruling class and like the government there are fucking insane, but like the Iranian people are for the most part like really solid people.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the government. Uh, Jay, up your manners and thank Eric. Oh, well, thank you, Eric Kirk. I, you know, Sorry, a lot of times when I'm speaking, I don't pay attention to the chat box. I appreciate you sharing the show. That's good of you, sir. Um, I don't know, dude. Uh, I guess I really shouldn't be talking about world-level politics because I don't know a shit about it. Uh, you know, I've never really paid anything to the Iran-Iraq thing. Uh, I mean, excuse me, Iran-Israel thing, which maybe I should because it involves me more than the average person. But I just didn't really want to pay attention to that kind of shit.
0: Yeah, that whole Middle East thing is just going to, it's its its own thing.
1: Yeah, it certainly is. <clears throat> um, let's see. What else you got, sir? <laughs> Besides Donald so Trump getting arrested.
0: In, in frustrating news, and fuck these people news, so American Airlines has come out and said they are going to start booking flights to full capacity again on <laughs> July 1st. So in like in well, two days, three days.
1: Hmm. Well, let's be realistic. They were doing that anyway. So when we saw picture after picture of, you know, flights that they claimed that they weren't going to sell the middle seat, having the middle seat filled, and they had some sort of like mealy mouth excuse for why they were going to be able to do that while still saying, oh, no, we didn't, we didn't uh, lie about any of that. What we meant was we weren't going to fill the middle seat unless we needed the middle seat or some shit like that, because you saw it all the time. Um,
0: well, yeah. Now they're going back to full on "fuck you." We're going to overbook like a sum bitch.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> and I'm sure that means all the other airlines are going to follow because that's the way that works. One of them takes a step, and the other ones go, "Okay, yeah, that's a great idea." That's how the uh, you know legroom uh, keeps on getting smaller, and the uh, prices for added baggage and stuff keeps on going up because one one airline takes the risk that they won't lose that much business doing that, and once the other airlines see that they can do that, they follow suit.
0: Well, this is a time for another airline to step up and say, hey, we're not going to do that shit. Come fly with us. And then actually have consumers go, yeah, being fucking packed like sardines in a tin can isn't cool. I guess I'll go fly Delta.
1: Yeah, there has to be an airline that steps up and... Decides that they're going to go after that particular market. It's just like the movie theaters. Like if you imagine we talked about that the other day that with the imagine theaters, and I'm sure there's a couple other theater chains where they upgraded their seats to really nice seats instead of the regular movie seats. And, you know, and spread people out and made sure everyone had better sight lines and put fucking sofas at the uh, on the first row for and all kinds of this nice shit. And, you know, with, they'll bring you drinks. You can have alcohol there. There has to be an airline equivalent of that. Where they where they know that if they can give better service, they can charge you a little more money. You know, there there has to be somewhere in between economy class and first class, and don't say business class because from what I understand, that's ridiculously expensive as well. There has to be an airline that wants to give you like just a step up from economy, and that, that's all people most people want just a little more comfort, a little more room, a little more respect. Just treat us like people, not cattle.
0: Right? Yeah, there has to be fucking something because it mm-hmm. is. It has gotten to the point, like, if if I don't have to fly for business, more than likely I'm not flying. Unless, obviously, I have to go, or I decide to go, like, you know, across the ocean. I'm not gonna, you know, swim that that bastard.
1: <laughs> yeah, and boats are kind of slow for that kind of shit. Um, have you ever taken a cruise before?
0: Oh, yeah, I used to take a, a cruise roughly every year.
1: Yeah, um, that's one of those things I'm kind of interested in, kind of not. Uh, I'll be honest with you. The ocean kind of scares me a little bit. Uh, I'm, I've am i never been super comfortable being farther from the land than I can swim because uh, uh, being the child of uh, the entertainment uh, era, I've seen all kinds of movies about how that works out for you.
0: Yeah, I I have no problem being out on a cruise. Like, yeah. I, I would feel more comfortable being out in the middle of the ocean on one of those gigantic fucking ships than I would be flying over the ocean.
1: Hmm. And yeah, I suppose that's true. It's, you know, it's in the entire uh, history of their industry. They've had like, as far as cruise ships go, they probably had like less than a dozen incidents. And then that's a pretty good track record for more than a hundred years worth of cruising. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. Um, and I like the concept of it because I like the concept of going on vacation and not having to go anywhere. Uh, my wife keeps on suggesting all these things that she wants to go, go do. Like she wants to go, for example, go over to Ludington, which is on the west side of the state. And Ludington is, while apparently, it's pretty cool. It's not like a little tiny town. It's a mid-sized city. So you'd actually go there, and then you'd have to travel around Ludington from place to place to go to do the different things. And I'm not interested in that. In a vacation. I want to go someplace, and then I'm fucking done traveling. You know, either a resort or on a cruise, where you know the destination is is the vacation. <clears throat> so a cruise ship sounds cool for that because you know all the. of what you're doing for the cruise ship is on the cruise. I know some of them stop at different ports, and that'd probably be interesting to check that shit out as well, but it's also nice to know that if you don't want to get off the fucking boat, you don't have to get off the fucking boat.
0: Yeah, well, that's one of the nice things. So, this is one of the the things I enjoy about a cruise. Like, the only things I'll really do for vacations anymore are cruises or like all-inclusive resorts. Like, things that I can go, just not think about things... Be out in the middle of fucking nowhere with not a bunch of technology and people able to reach me on their cell phone bullshit like that i just like being out and away from everything
1: yeah and that's exactly what i want um uh, we've never been able to afford like a uh a resort that's a real resort like you know inclusive resort in a nice you know tropical location or anything like that or or a cruise uh but I try to plan my vacations like that. That's one of the reasons I've mentioned Port Austin before. It's a little tiny town. You can walk from one side of it to the other in like five minutes. So one of our favorite things is just to go get a, a room there. Uh, we, we've we been on the beach before, but the last time we, we weren't, it was actually a bed and breakfast and just enjoy the town for a day or two. Walk around this, go to walk over to the beach, maybe walk on the pier, go check out this park or that park. And I enjoy the fact that I'm not driving anymore. I'm just enjoying the little town and that's why i think i'd like an inclusive resort because that's actually obviously just a better version of that
0: exactly yeah like those are that is the way to fucking do things especially if you're going to go outside of the country find a nice all inclusive so you know everything's taken care of there and then <laughs> if you want to go explore and fucking roll the dice you can definitely go do that or you can just fucking get you know great food great drinks and just lounge around on the goddamn beach
1: right and obviously the next step up for that would be like if you wanted to be more adventuresome but still not have to worry about things would be taking like the tour type vacation like i'd love to go to japan someday Uh, it's one of my goals i'd love to you know check it out i've always been interested in japanese culture but i would definitely not just fly to japan i would want to have like a guide or something like that you know which i'm sure you can hire uh, it doesn't seem like that novel concept you know that would show up in the morning and say okay what do you guys want to see and we'd like i don't know what you, you know i want to see this want to see this and after that you just show us stuff that you think is cool and have him take us you know so to make sure that i, I could explore the city without getting lost because i obviously i don't speak the language or read any of the signs or anything like that uh that would be kind of cool too but uh uh, obviously, that's pretty far off because Japan is not a cheap to place to go on cheap place to go on vacation. I would imagine.
0: I wouldn't know. I, I've obviously I've went there. I was to go watch a fight. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know if I would really go to Japan to do touristy things. Like I would just pick a few things that you want to like check out and just go do it.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. I mean, that's always the way to do it. I don't really know. Uh, Japan obviously is gigantic as far as, uh, exploring, but as far as a country go, it's fairly okay. small. So I don't, uh, uh, I'm not sure how long it would take to check it out or if a tour guide would be required. But if I was definitely, unless I was going there, as you mentioned, just to check out one or two things, I think I'd want uh, some sort of guide. Um, you hear about that in other countries as well. Uh, like, uh, you hear about people going to like Costa Rica or, or one of the other tropical locations, but they don't want to hang out on the beach they want to go check out the aztec temples or whatever the local stuff is and a lot of those are either have a guide or go on actual tours where they you know where they drive you from place to place with uh, with uh, another group of tourists i would imagine and that would be kind of cool but eh, once again i don't like feeling like i have to go do something so that'd be the sort of thing where I, if it was a daily tour you can sign up for that'd be cool but i don't want to be like part of a group that has to go you know from place to place together
0: well, yeah, since you're, you know.
1: Uh-oh, <laughs> we lost you on that. Oh, no, we, we lost him for a second. Uh, yeah, cause, because I'm antisocial. Yeah, that is correct. I am. Um, now, we do do other things for vacations and things like that. Uh, one of our uh, favorite places to go is a, um, a place called the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. It's about two hours north of us. Uh, it's just a you know an indian reservation casino um i mean i don't know if it's actually on an indian reservation i assume it is i think they have to be um but it's a it's a big ass casino uh, comparable to one of the sizes of the ones on the strip uh, bigger than some of them actually um, and we like going there cuz it's fairly close by and, and it's nice and you know, they have like different restaurants it's just like any other casino as you can imagine i don't really give a shit about gambling but she likes to gamble and it's a relatively inexpensive way to uh, spend a day or two. We normally only go there for one night. Uh, two nights, uh, we don't really have enough money to gamble multiple days. But every once in a while, uh, we'll we'll drop like a hundred bucks each on a day or something like that for gambling, and then you'll have dinner there, and you know, maybe go enjoy their hot tub because they have a hot tub and a pool and all that good stuff, you know, and then have relations that night, <laughs> and then get up the next morning and go home. Uh it's not a great yeah, you know, we don't have really fancy vacations, but every once in a while it is nice to just break the monotony and go do something.
0: Yeah, you sound boring as shit. Well, well you, you know it's... that like eventually, like probably, you know, ten years from now when you're eighty years old. You're gonna be taking the senior citizens bus up to the local casino, so you can play your slots.
1: <laughs> As I mentioned, I'm not a big fan of uh, gambling myself. Uh, it's not so much boredom; it's re- you have to be realistic with your what kind of uh, things you can afford to do. I would love to go do some more interesting things in like vacation and stuff like that, but I can't afford that shit. You yeah. um, <clears throat> know. So we have to be realistic about what we do when we do, uh, spend our money frivolously. You know, it's one thing to spend a hundred dollars or $200 uh, on a night of gambling, uh, on, it's another thing to drop four or five grand to go on to a resort where we can't drop that kind of money. So you have to be realistic about what is uh, possible.
0: Well, if you maybe started working on the goddamn podcast here and got us over 15 listeners without <laughs> having to wor- and without having to use, you know, tenor as a crutch, <laughs> I mean, God damn, Jay, maybe, maybe the money would roll
1: in. Well, yeah, I'm doing everything I can. I hit up a couple more people. Uh, I, I hit, I hit up some more of the blue check mark people that I have, uh, um, that have followed me. So you can send them private messages and ask them if they'd want to be on the show of all the people that I have, uh, the famous people that follow me on Twitter. The only only one that I've never asked to be on the show is Jocko, because I'm not sure if I could handle interviewing that guy. <laughs>
0: Actually, here, having you give all of your excuses of why you can't do things to Jocko Willenick would probably be the most priceless thing I have heard in my life.
1: It's possible, but I, I wouldn't even know what... The, he's such you know uh, an intimidating uh, character in the first place. Plus, what could I possibly ask that guy? I've got zero in common with him. I mean... <laughs> You know, he's such a totally different guy than I am. I'm not sure how, you know, it'd be all generic things. Tell me about your time in the military. Tell me, you know, tell me about your, you know, your motivational speaking business, you know, and your, and all that good stuff. You know, tell me about your books that you've written. So it'd be pretty generic. Uh, I I mean, if I ever got him on, I'd love to have him on, obviously, but that's a, uh, that's a really uh, intimidating uh, person to interview, I guess.
0: Yeah, you could, you could hash out, you know, your uh, military experience with each other. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Your war stories uh that's funny i remember one time when people were giving me shit about the entire uh you know basic training thing and, and me saying that i was in the army you know when they say were people saying i shouldn't be even saying that i was in the army someone actually sent him messages on twitter uh or me asking you know trying to get him involved in that entire mess and he pre- and he ignored it thank god because the last thing i'd want to do is be scolded by jocko oh, boy i'd feel like a piece of shit then huh <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, if he decided to shame you for it, you might deserve it,
1: yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah, well, luckily for me, he he did uh, either he didn't think it was a big deal or he didn't uh, want to get involved one in the two cause I never heard anything about him on the subject. Uh, what else you got, dude? <laughs> so
0: actually, this one kind of ties into what you want to do. like this this may be you know you may want to reset your life for this one. Oh? Uh, but there is a university in Japan that is awarding mm-hmm. the first ever ninja studies degree.
1: <laughs> uh, I guess if you pay a university money, enough money, they'll reward your degree for fucking anything. Uh, what does that uh, entail? Tell me.
0: Uh, let's see. Uh, this gentleman spent two years honing his martial arts skills and absorbing the finer traditions of the feudal martial arts. Hmm. He's 45 years old and completed the master's course at my university, MIE, in (laughs) Mm -hmm. central Japan.
1: Hmm. So was this a course already that he took and he's the first person to be awarded? Or did, did they just decide that his individual studies added up to a degree in ninja?
0: Uh, it doesn't really give a lot of information, Jay. It just says this guy is the first person to get his ninja
1: studies degree. Well, good for him. Uh, I wonder how that's going to translate to the real world. I mean, what kind of job is he going to get with that uh, particular uh, degree? Uh, that's right up there with a degree in basket weaving, as far as like usefulness in the real world. I would assume. Really, Jay? Really? He's going to be a fucking ninja. What do you think he's going to do? I don't know. What do modern day ninjas do? Is what I'm saying. I mean, whatever is the fucking use- ninja wants to do is.
0: He's gonna come fight, Icy Mike. Uh,
1: <laughs> you know that reminds me. Way back in the day, when uh, podcasting was just getting started, uh, there was a dude uh, who had a podcast called Ask a Ninja. Have you ever seen this thing? Was his name Ron? Uh, no, no, no. He was he was a dude that dressed up in a ninja suit and and answered questions about being in a ninja. Uh, you know, it was all that. It was a video podcast, and the clips are still out there. And it was fucking hilarious, man. I, uh, I actually forgot about him. Uh, that's the only reason I stopped following him or maybe he stopped doing them for a while or something like that. But one of the er- first early podcasts and it was actually, it wasn't even really podcasting for the most part, he's only doing like five minute or 10 minute video clips. So you can't even call it podcasting in the traditional sense. Uh, but it was fucking great. They were awesome. You should look it up when you get a chance. Uh, look for YouTube. Ask a ninja. Yeah, I'll pass. not everything i like sucks sir you should occasionally check this shit out yeah i'll
0: pass
1: (laughs) once you have a good
0: suggestion
1: i will wholly go after it you have no clue what's a good suggestion that's what my point you have no knowledge of the nerd subjects so you can't tell me whether i give you a good suggestion or not because you can't possibly know
0: well it's coming from you so that means there's a high probability it's probably garbage (laughs) <laughs> like your spinoff of a shitty, fucking weird, you know, blacksmith
1: show. Oh, did you catch some of that uh, 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 Forge and fire? I can't remember the fucking name of the show now. The uh, um... shit, no, man, no. See, why would I do that? You should. It's ho- It's hilarious. It's in, in the. It's definitely in the laughing at people category of show. And I know you enjoy to laugh at people. So that's one of the shows I think you would actually enjoy watching these idiots with like, you know, samurai swords, bending them, bending them on, on two by fours and then going home looking all sad.
0: Do they get hurt? Like did have any like chop their leg off?
1: No, but a couple of them have like hurt themselves as far as like, you know, uh, pulled a muscle or you know, or shit like that. Because some of them are tragically out of shape.
0: No, I want, like, real injury, like, requiring a hospital stay.
1: If one (laughs) of them does that, I'll watch that episode. Ah, shit. Um, Not that I'm aware of, but I haven't caught all the episodes, so possibly I'll have to get back to you on that one.
0: Well, as you lead their fan club, if there ever is an episode that someone ends up in the hospital, I I will commit to watching that one single episode.
1: (laughs) I'll look into it, sir. Uh, But it's it's funny where we you're speaking about uh, reality shows and the competition type shows and i forgot a couple that i've been that i've watched recently that i don't think you're going to like to be honest with you cuz you you've mentioned before you're not really into cars are you
0: i mean i i like cars but yeah there's no like reality show about a car that sounds interesting to me
1: okay this one okay have you ever watched american ninja warrior before
0: Yes, I've watched a few episodes, and then it all just kind of became the
1: same thing. Right, okay, so, but you understand the concept of people going through different ridiculous obstacles to get the other side. Uh, well, yeah. There, there's a show called Hyperdrive, which is the car version of that fucking show. Uh, they build these elaborate courses... Uh, that these drivers have to go through occasionally like hitting like different uh, lights and things like that. And and it's lots of high speed, lots of drifting around corners to do stuff. uh, Lots of like obstacle courses. Like one of the biggest things on there is they have a gigantic fucking bridge. That's like a teeter toddle teeter totter. You drive up one side and and as you're driving up it the bridge goes to level. And then as you're driving down the other side, it starts to swing down. And what they have to do is move their car back and forth to get the entire fucking gigantic bridge to ba- balance in the middle for like five seconds. And once they do that, that, that uh, clears that part of the course and they're, they're able to drive down the ramp and all that good stuff. And they have all kinds of different crazy uh, obstacles like that in, during the uh, co- course of the course. Uh, like for instance, they have one where you're driving through three inches of water through a bridge, through an underwater, like they have like an underwater path in a pool. Um, and they have and they have it barely marked so you can barely see what's going on and there's three three inches of water or so over the uh, the path so you have to drive through that path as high as fast as you can without going off the edge and dropping your car in the water uh, and just all kinds of crazy stuff like that it's a really cool show, I enjoyed it quite a bit yeah, I have seen it Hyperdrive, was, it was fucking awesome would that be the kind of thing you'd be into? or even, even a little?
0: no, probably not but I, I think it's probably hurt by your extremely overkill
1: you know, explanation of the events. Uh, well, that's entirely possible. But I wanted to make sure you had a clear picture of what was going on. And they there's get some in parts- the
0: car, and once they're in the car, <laughs> they turn the key. And and once it actually, you know, the, the, the vehicle starts, they start moving, and then there's water, and there's a tire that goes into it first, but it's three inches of water, but then it becomes six inches of water. And, and then there's a bridge head. and then there's a teeter-totter. And I don't know if you actually know how to teeter-totter works, but what actually happens is they start going up. The <laughs> I get your part, fucking point. And then dude. they get to the middle and it kind of <laughs> evens out. And then once they get past that, it actually goes down.
1: <laughs> you don't have to be a dick all the time, sir. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's, not, but this, this is like, this is how you explain things. Well, yeah, I like to be descriptive. It's if nothing else, it fills fucking time. Uh, so yeah, that God was a great God. show. Um, What's the other one? At, uh, I have all well. There's other shows like that of the, just like the reality show. Uh, there's one called Overhauling that's that got done to death after a while. But for a while, it was really cool where they would steal someone's car and then and, and then like fix it up for them without them realizing it. They were the what would happen was uh, they would get. A, someone in their family would uh, contact the show and tell them that, you know, that this guy had an old beat up car that had sentimental value. And then they would basically help, uh, that the family member would help the show steal the car. Uh, and, and they would set it up so that, you know, the person that had the car stolen would have their number and think it's the police. Like this is the detective that's working your case here. You know, uh, Honey, I have, to, I have to tell you, your car got stolen. Here's the number for the detective that's you know, working on the case. Call him. And I don't know if it was actually real or not, but it seemed like it was. And this, so they'd have an actor basically give the guy the runaround uh, at pretending to be a cop for like a week. And over the course of this week, they would like uh, customize and fix up their car to make it really fucking awesome. And then at the end of the week, they would present it to him. And uh, I liked it because uh, custom cars are always really cool. And the guy that did it, a guy named Chip Foose, was is actually really big in the custom car world. So it wasn't like there's a sh- a, a scrub doing it. And I saw all kinds of awesome cars come out of that. So really, it's just Grand Theft Pimp My Ride. Yeah, basically. Uh, but not but not like Pimp My Ride because Pimp My Ride was funny. But they always had the most ridiculous fucking ideas. Like here, we put a waterfall in your in your in the trunk of your car. Oh. Your car has a popcorn fucking maker in it now. Just wild and crazy shit like that. And from what I understand, I read articles about it afterwards that the Pip My Car rides were horrible fucking quality. Like they tend to fall apart like within six months after they uh, gave them back to the winners.
0: Well, if you watch the show, like, did you really expect much more than that? No, like, not really. <laughs> it's hosted by Exhibit. Like, of all the <laughs> like C list rappers you could get, you get Exhibit. And a uh, place that they did it at, like, it looked like most of those people were
1: probably felons. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, after that show was over, the shop that that was made at got its own show. It was called West Coast Customs. And after that, they put out some pretty neat shit. Um, you know, uh, that was a, an enjoyable show as well. It was basically the same thing. You know, uh, it just showed people, private customers coming into the shop, uh, mostly a lot of uh, rich and famous people. Uh, come to like shack uh, used this guy all the fucking time. It had a whole bunch of really cool uh, vehicles. Uh, like he had the shack-alack with like a, a shack themed Cadillac uh, and all kinds of cool shit. And it lo- at, th- at that point, it looked like it was really good quality stuff because they, you spend the entire show, you'd see them putting it together. You'd see what they were doing to make it cool. Uh, as opposed to the, uh, you know, pimp your ride where it's kind of like over in a flash. It's like, Oh, there's a fucked up car. Oh, here's the new car. You didn't see the process behind it as much. Uh, so I'm surprised that the pit my ride cars were so shitty. Cause the people went on to do what looked like to be good work.
0: Well, in part, I think a lot of it uh, was MTV. So apparently on that show, like even like half the time they would end up not even using the person's actual car. Mm. They would really? end the up word. finding like a shell that basically looked like it, but yeah, uh... they didn't really fix any sort of real mechanical issues on those cars. Like literally right. the show was to make something pretty.
1: Exactly. And that's why they had so much problems with them afterwards. When, when the, uh, when a customer drops off a brand new, uh, $60,000 car and says, here, here's a couple hundred thousand dollars, make it fucking awesome. Well, yeah, you're going to come up with a really good product. Uh, you know, no one, no one's ever bringing you know the West coast customers pieces of trash and asking them to fix them up. It's always nice shit in the first place.
0: Well, yeah. So then they can't really fuck it
1: up. So, right.
0: Totally different shows
1: there. Yeah, very true. Uh, but that's what those are. A couple of the car shows I enjoyed, and there's a bazillion of them that are basically the same thing. Um, another one I enjoyed uh, was uh, Gas Monkey Garage. Um, the host of that show was kind of a, a, a kind of a dick. It seemed like, but he was entertaining. Uh, at one point, he actually had the uh, and this is a guy named Richard something or another and his mechanic Aaron, and that was there was a show about them fixing up cars. And they made it a little more interesting because they they'd also show them going out and looking for cars to buy that they could fix up and then resell, as opposed to having in addition to having people bringing them cars. Uh, and the host of the show at one point held the record for the Cannonball Run. Uh, I am sure you're familiar with that.
0: Yeah, a guy just beat the record by himself.
1: Yeah, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. You just he just put like I guess extra gas tanks in the trunk and uh, went for it and which is funny because someone had just beat the record a couple weeks before that. And, and there's some contention about whether they think uh, those records are stand because of the, how much less traffic there is because of COVID, especially the one about a month ago when there were, you know, when everything was still locked down. But one of the most amusing things I know of is this Richard guy had his fucking time that he did the cannibal run tattooed on him. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, well that's not going to last forever, sir. But I guess you are immortalizing your part of the myth. Uh, Cannonball run is always kind of a weird thing in the first place you know basically they're saying yeah we're gonna break the law but you can't catch you as long as you can't catch us doing it we're fine because clearly you have to speak like a motherfucker to get those cut types of times
0: oh yeah the guy that just did the uh did the record had had the cruise control on that rental Mustang at one hundred and fifty
1: yeah yeah you know well, on one hand, I love the you know I love racing, and I love that kind of thing. I love road rallies. On the other hand, that's just fucking dangerous. You know, there's a reason there's speed limits and all that good shit. It, when you're traveling that f- fast, at a high rate of speed, that consistently, you're just asking to cause an accident. And if you want to risk your own life for that sort of thing, that's fine. I don't give a shit. Uh, but you're risking other people's lives as well. So I, I, in the, when it comes right down to it, I don't think that's too cool.
0: So uh, here's a here's a reality show that I would like you to figure out like how you think you would do on. Hmm. So I always see a thread on the OG about this, this show. So I caught a couple episodes and I don't know. I actually found it kind of boring. How long do you think you would last on alone?
1: I'm not sure if I'm familiar with that show.
0: So it's a show where you basically get to pick like 10 items and they drop you in the middle of fucking nowhere and you just got to survive. And the winner is the person that survives the longest. It starts with ten people. And they drop oh, I... people like on the first few seasons, I guess, it was like in Vancouver or something. There was one that they dropped him in fucking Mongolia. Basically oh, I... you last as long as you can, and then once you fucking break, like you just they have a sat phone for you and you just call them and they come pick you up.
1: Oh, I wouldn't last very long. I'm not an outdoorsy person. I don't have a lot of woods craft or things like that. Uh, so basically, I'd probably last a day or two that I'd get hungry, too hungry and want to get picked up because, you know, I don't know how to, uh, uh, I mean, I assume those 10 items are stuff like a rifle and maybe a tent and shit like that, right?
0: Well, no rifle. So on a few of the seasons, they allowed uh, bow hunting so you could bring a bow. But I think it had to be just like a simple bow. You can bring a compound bow. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just like a simple recurve. Um, yeah, so most of them would bring things like, you know, like paracord and axe, you know,
1: like a, a couple knives or things like that. A saw. Mm. No, I would do poorly. I'm not going to lie. Now, if you made a version of a loan where you hung out in like an apartment by yourself with with only social media to keep you to keep you occupied, and delivered meals and shit. I could do that shit for fucking ever. <laughs>
0: yeah i don't think that'd be a good show
1: yeah well no apparently not yeah my wife gets upset because you know i spend most of the day hanging out here in the den and she's out in the you know in the living room watching tv and she's like you would never spend time with me i'm like well you watch fucking shitty tv that i have no interest in watching so i mean if if you got something you know uh, like if there's a movie you want to watch that i find interesting i'll probably watch it but she likes horror movies and fucking stupid like vampires you know stuff and know a mix of like teen drama and and horror movies is basically what she watches all day so and i've got no interest in that shit at all (laughs) i tried to explain it to her there's lots of relationships where people get married they don't spend all day with each other you know
0: yeah you sound like the marriage that you don't spend any time together except for like you maybe carve out
1: three hours a week yeah something like that (laughs) But that's fucking every, that's fucking, that's fucking every fucking relationship. My, my stepdad spent the entire day in the basement or the garage, you know, and granted he's not exactly a role model for a good relationship. Uh, And I do spend time with her. We go out and do things, you know, and have dinners together. And you got to remember we work together as well. So I see her at work all day. We don't work in the same job, but in passing and things like that. So it's not like I'm don't want to spend time with her i just don't see any point point in like she does it's it is a two-way row row uh uh, road as well she doesn't come in here and do shit while in here with me either so she just likes to complain
0: (laughs) god damn jay god
1: damn (laughs) yeah yeah yep
0: we see Uh, each other in passing like why do i have to hang out with her
1: what the fuck uh it's, it's not quite that bad and yes, guys, uh, I realize that you guys all want to do fight companions, and and the Big Dalton is going to be doing one for Fight Island. I just can't, uh, I just can't fucking you know be up that late while I'm working, man. I if you guys want to start, to, if you if you guys can get me a couple hundred more listeners every show, so I don't have to work anymore, well fuck, I'll quit that job and do all the fight companions you guys want. But for right now, there has to be some balance. I can't really, uh, I can't really do those. I'm, up, uh, I'd be up way too late for them. December will roll around really quick and I'll be back to do them every single one of them.
0: Regardless, for so November, did you request your day off yet?
1: No, I have not. God, you know what? Actually, let me put a reminder on my phone because we did say that we we're gonna do that and I forgot. Uh, nope, we don't want a notepad. Reminder. Where is that? Just <laughs> God. Hold on. I gotta put this st- stupid fucking dog down. You're silly. Come on. Come on. Uh. She insists on being in my lap while I'm doing the show. All right, reminders. Put a little reminder for. Let's see. Do do I'm sorry. This is. I'm sure this is an awesome podcast. Well, so
0: so while Jay is being an idiot and After, trying to figure out his phone, bit. and trying to do voice commands while on a goddamn show, being an unprofessional some bitch.
1: Well, I just it'd be. I figure it'd go quicker that way than me trying to type that shit out.
0: So for anyone who who wasn't here when we initially announced it, we will be doing a election night fight companion. So basically we're going to start at the normal time. We're going to go until the elections fucking over and somebody won so we can hear both sides melt the fuck down. Yeah. I everybody is here for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that'll be a fun one. Uh our fan base is uh, of listeners is has very widely varying opinions on most political things. So it'll be a good time to, uh, I think we'll get some good discussions out of it. If nothing else.
0: It's, it's going to absolutely be hilarious. If we can get a lot of the OG to call in and just either way, like if Trump loses, there's going to be some epic fucking meltdowns. If Trump wins, I don't think there's going to be as much meltdowns. There's like, Three like hardcore lefties on the OG, and I don't think any of them are going to call.
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. But one can hope. And uh, you know what? I have seen a lot more uh, left leaning posts lately. I don't know if they're intentional trolls from people that don't actually believe that shit, or if as we're getting closer to the election, more people are being more vocal about what they think. Uh, but it's definitely, I mean, and it's still obviously the OG slants quite uh, hard to the right for most things. But I have seen a lot more uh, differing opinions lately.
0: Yeah, there's not many. There's still that small handful of like three or four people, and like yep. a couple of them you can't take seriously anyway. Like angry inch, like why is he a person?
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't click on that, that type of threads. Uh, I, I once I found out that he dogs on police pretty bad. I you know I was I, I don't, I'm not I'm not interested in reading that kind of stuff. Uh, we we've talked about my opinion on the police uh, quite a bit on this show, and obviously I don't want bad cops doing bad things, but I think police are a necessary part of our society. And most of them are getting a bad rap because, you know, the entire, most of them are good. uh, The saying, obviously you don't want any bad ones, but I think most cops are good people. And I don't think that they should be persecuted the way they're being.
0: Well, it's like anything else, like any sort of profession or even like just people as general, like you're always going to have like a handful of percent, like say three to 5% of just shit people. So absolutely you're going to have some bad cops. The problem with like that entire profession is if you're a shit person and you're a cop, like that has some horrible fucking repercussions possible from it, right? Yeah. Like these yeah. people can literally take your freedom and you could end up dead. So those are the people we really need to figure out who the fuck they are and get them the fuck out. So all of the good people can continue to be great cops and fucking really make our lives better.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. We see. Yeah. You know, we agree on that one. All right. What else you got, sir?
0: Motherfucker. Like, I, I'm not the, the entire podcast here. Oh, dude, I've, got, I've got, I've got,
1: I've got a couple of topics. I just want to make sure you were done before I get to my stupid shit. One, two, three, go. Uh, Aunt Jemima has relatives that want reparations. You heard about that? Oh, no. No, okay, I now heard, uh, I heard
0: she had family members that were pissed that they were taking her off the, uh, mm-hmm. the syrup.
1: Now, now there's a. I didn't go too deep into the article, but apparently, a couple, few years ago, before this all this stuff happened, they tried suing them for I want to say uh, 1.5 billion dollars and 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 ongoing and ongoing sales after that for Aunt Jemima because they claim that uh, you know uh, they're that Andrew was based on one of their relatives who supposedly came up with the pancake mix and all this good stuff. Uh, Andrew Mime replied, you know, basically ended up winning that suit. Uh, it got uh, thrown out of court and they weren't allowed to refile it again. Um, but it looks like a lot of that was procedure because they this, during the entire time they never had a, uh, a lawyer. They did it all themselves, which doesn't seem like a really good idea if you're trying to get a shitload of money from a company. Uh, yeah, if you're
0: going after a corporation, like you might want to have actual legal
1: counsel. Right, right. But apparently that's being brought back up again because of the entire dropping their thing. Uh, they don't probably have much of a chance because uh, the people that own the company thought this out quite a while ago. And in 1946, when they made the trade, their latest update of the trademark or something like that, I'm not sure how that works. They made sure to include in the trademark filing that Aunt Jemima was not based on a, any actual person. They put the header right in the in the legalese. So I'm not sure how much of a chance these guys have because there's already like really old legal works. Goddamn stupid fucking dog! Come on, you're gonna hurt yourself I'm jumping up on my leg and your lap and shit. Uh, so they already there's really old legal precedent that they that they can't do anything about it. You never know what's gonna happen when you put it up in front of a new judge though.
0: Well, the problem is with anything like that. Yes, there was probably like an original like likeness rights type that thing. But she probably got paid right up front, got whatever amount of money to have her likeness used. And there's not necessarily like
1: residuals for these things. Right, right. Just because they decided to use it for a long time and it was pretty successful. Uh, that doesn't mean that you get paid more money. Yeah, um, yeah you don't when get you do- paid like <clears throat> per bottle of syrup sold like that's not a thing Uh, no i mean it could be a thing you could put it in your contract uh i know for like actors and voiceovers and stuff like that i had to look into uh voiceover pricing a while ago when i first started doing it because i didn't know what to fucking charge people and a lot of what you charge them depends on what they want to use it for like if it's a one-time thing it's this much if it's a commercial um you know that's going to be played regionally uh it's supposed to be this much and. And once you get into union stuff, uh, then fuck you—you get paid for it each time it's used. <laughs> Basically, you know, you get uh, so much money if it's used this many times. If it ends up being in a national campaign and gets used for this much amount of time, you get this much more more money. And sometimes, if it's an ongoing campaign, you'll keep on getting payments for as long as the campaign's going. So, theoretically speaking, way back then, if she had the right contract, they could get paid fucking forever for their likeness. But that's pretty fucking unlikely, obviously.
0: Yeah, like, I don't necessarily think, you know, Aunt Jemima had a great, you know, lawyer to look over her, her deal.
1: Right, and that's a shame, because uh, honestly speaking, if you're going to use someone's likeness for, like, 80 or 90 years, you should probably be kicking them at least a little cash every year. <laughs> but, you know, once again, you know, uh, sh- would have, should have, could have. You know, it's not what you think is fair, it's what is legally there.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't think she has a leg to stand on. Well, being that she's dead anyway,
1: it has been for many, many, many years. So, and this is what makes it even funnier. You know, it's not her. It's not even her parents. It's like uh, her grand, her her kids. It's like her grandkids or her great great grandkids. You know, at at one point, you just have to say, "Dude, that's you know, yeah, your great grandma was this person. You don't deserve dick for that."
0: Well, maybe those kids should get off their fucking lazy asses and come up with a waffle mix like a fucking
1: real American. <laughs> so, are you a waffles over pancakes person?
0: God, we we've been through this, Jay. Have we? Have we? Back when you had the great gimmick of the this or this day. Oh, we yeah. explored pancakes versus
1: waffles. Oh, that's waffles right. Waffles
0: won like thirteen to two.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can understand why, because you know they have those syrup traps.
0: <laughs> exactly. They're they are made for syrup. Mm-hmm. Pancakes—they just fucking get soaked and all mushy and bullshitty. Yep.
1: Mm. Uh, there for a while, they were doing the uh, pancakes or and waffles at work for our Sunday uh, employee meal because Sunday is always breakfast for lunch for some reason. Uh, so we would either have we always have eggs there and sa- scrambled, of course, because that's the easiest way to serve them. Although they did do fried eggs every once in a while, um, either sausages or bacon, and then then either pancakes or waffles. Uh, every once in a while, they get really fancy and put like whipped cream and diced up fruit and strawberries and shit like that to put on top of the uh, the waffles. Every once in a while, they did fucking uh, what it was called, Blintzes, I think they're called. Uh, where they I have, have like no fucking clue what that is. Oh, it's it's like a pastry. It's got like a cream cheese, like a sweet cream cheese inside of it, and then you normally like put like blueberry sauce or strawberry sauce on top of it. It sounds like some bullshit it's a fancy it's a fancy breakfast fucking thing you know um they're pretty good they're not i'm not they're not amazing but they're not bad sounds (laughs) as dainty and fucking bullshitty as a as a crepe that's yeah exactly it's the same sort of idea yeah it's a fancy breakfast thing it's not something you'd normally see uh but like i said they're not bad i not a thing for me because i do not like eating sweets for a meal that's why i'm not while i like waffles i'm not a huge fan of them of them in Overall, because I don't want to eat sweets for a meal, it doesn't to me it's kind of gross. Like if you, I don't want to have fucking pancakes or waffles for breakfast.
0: And yeah, that's why you're not a real man. But speaking <laughs> of crepes, uh-huh. so actually I was on a cruise that had a crepe bar. Oh, and that yeah. sounds super like high class and douchey, but they had a fucking breakfast crepe. There was this crepe that was, like, filled with, like, hash browns and sausage and bacon oh and, like, cheese, and it was fucking amazing. That was one of the <laughs> best things I've ever eaten. And then they uh, try I, to, like, get you to have some, like, foo-foo bullshit fruity crepe, and then you're like, nah, nah, son. Just the
1: breakfast right, crepe. Right. Uh, what I was, uh, back when I was dating, using the, uh, you know, Okay, Cupid app. Uh, one of the first dates I went on was, was with this chick, uh, and we went to a the Birmingham, which is like one of the Richie Richie uh, towns around here. And they had a crepe uh, restaurant. That's all they served was different type of crepes. Um, so, uh, and you know, so we had we had lunch there, and I paid for her fucking crepe because you know I, I figured that'd be the thing to do. And they weren't bad. They weren't amazing. They were expensive. <laughs> I was like, that's okay, whatever. It's good. Which I, I kind of expected because I knew what type of neighborhood it was. Uh, I just remember, I just remember her saying near the, near the end of it, I was like, so how do you think the day went? She's like, oh, pretty good. I'm getting more of a friend vibe off you. Uh, and my first thought was like, oh yeah, is this the type of friend that you never talk to or see again? Cause, cause that's the type of vibe, I, I vibe I'm getting right now.
0: <laughs> no, you're the friend that buys her breakfast.
1: Right. Right. So that was the end of it. I didn't mind that. That wasn't a big deal. So, you know, we had crepes. It's not like we went and had like steak or the lobster or something really super expensive. So, you know, I spent like probably 30 bucks for a lunch. Um, the, regardless,
0: that if, if a woman wants you to go to a place that fucking serves crepes, you're getting friend zoned regardless because you've just lost your
1: man card. <laughs> yeah for the most part uh, after that i just have them come to the bar meet me at the bar that's local to me so that way i didn't have to travel too far for a fucking failure <laughs> and you know we did we uh, i'd offer to buy them lunch there which is you know that was my thing i don't i don't mind buying lunch for somebody uh to, on a first date i don't want to buy dinner for somebody on a first date because you know that's a higher price point and i'm cheap <laughs> but lunch isn't a big deal I, I don't mind spending 15 or 20 bucks on a date that's not big that's not like big money or shit like that
0: look at you just giving in, just friend zoning it up. See, I'm the type <laughs> that it's just like, Hey, listen here, you bring the steak, you cook it and then we'll talk.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I never had that type of confidence in dating. Uh, the uh, dating apps were great for me because you could uh, do a lot of talking beforehand before you actually met them. So you feel like you get a little bit better to, kn- to know them a little bit better. And that always helped me out of my confidence. Cause if I talked to them for a couple of days or a week or two online before I met them, I felt like I knew them a little bit. So uh, as opposed to like, you know, blind dates or just walking up to somebody in the bar and start talking to him, which I absolutely could not fucking do at all. I, I I can't talk really to anybody, not just chicks. Like I'm intensely uncomfortable starting a conversation with someone I don't know. Uh, Cause there's no, you know, especially if I don't have any real reason to talk to them. that's why I could never walk up to chicks. I'm like, uh, hi, I think you're pretty. Let's have sex. <laughs> you know, cause that's all you got when you walk up to somebody at a bar, you know, uh, you don't know anything about them at all. You're basically, you're making all this ju- judgment call based on how they look. And if you want to impregnate them or not. So that was always really uncomfortable for me. So I, and generally speaking, I didn't do it.
0: Well, that's why you just go up and you say something absolutely ridiculous. And then you see if they have any sense of humor at all. Mm. That's where you walk up and be like, Hey, got a riddle for you. Right now, if I was going to say there's something in this establishment that if I put my face on it, the longer it's there, the wetter it's going to get, what's your answer? <laughs> if they get all pissy, you'll be like, bitch, I was talking about ice.
1: <laughs> and yes, no, no, you got to remember Team Evil. Uh, Team Evil, uh, I live in an area where it's probably cheaper than a lot of places. Like your average lunch is 15 or $20 here. So it's it's not like I'm making them eat McDonald's. We go to the bar and they'd, uh, they'd have a burger or fries or whatever they want. So uh, it's not super cheap to spend 15 or $20 for lunch around here, really.
0: Yeah, and I guess there is one thing to say about like having an earlier date somewhere for food is you can see how just absolutely ridiculous they are. Yeah, exactly. if you yeah. go on a date with somebody and they order a fucking salad, like they can just go to hell.
1: <laughs> some people actually enjoy a uh, salad, um, <laughs> but I'm not one of them myself. But yeah, I I wouldn't uh, rule out a woman just because they enjoy salad instead of uh, something else. So that's fairly common for women who are like watching their weight and shit or want to be healthy.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with nah. Like I watched, I want somebody that can actually eat some real food.
1: <laughs> oh okay ah uh, shit let me see what else I got, we got we've only got a couple of minutes left but I did have one more topic I wanted to cover since it was uh, political stuff and I thought it was hilarious did you see that uh, article about these homeowners that uh, um, wanted to uh, that had people walking by them protesting and so they like walked outside with their guns and shit hold on let me <sighs>
0: so so yeah, right, we're
1: getting a call. Let's see what this. Let's see what this call is. I'm sure it's going to be fucking ridiculous. Hello, caller. What can I do for you today?
2: Hello, gentlemen. This is uh, Podbean World Headquarters. Really? I just wanted. Oh, world I just headquarters. Yes, yeah, so I wanted to congratulate you on your first 98 episodes and uh, tell you we're really looking forward to your hundredth episode bullshit bonanza or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that's what we should
1: call it—the bullshit bonanza.
2: I, I suggest you guys be really nice to Eric Kirk because he actually goes around Podbean promoting people's shows and being really nice on social media. So, if you guys could give him some props and not look like cock faces, that'd be really cool. And, <laughs> actually, uh, we, we,
1: we thanked him earlier today about that. He is pretty cool about that. I I'll, see him. Up and okay, also, Jay, Jay,
2: yes, Jay sir. We're, also, we're also concerned about some of the advice Dalton's been giving you on this show.
1: Oh, no. How so?
2: Yeah. uh, Well, we don't want you to die, so like maybe ease up on the squats.
1: (laughs) I have often felt like I was going to squat out an intestine at some point.
2: Yeah. Yeah. They can uh, put
1: those back in. It's fine.
0: Who? Who who is that?
1: Well, that was Big Dalton. Goddamn. Oh. oh,
2: Okay. Yeah. He doesn't really talk too much.
1: Well not compared to me obviously but you know he talks uh, probably the, the normal amount. Oh, I see. Killer Well,
2: uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll come by on the 100th show and maybe ban you if it's not good or it's boring or some shit, I don't know. We'll see All how right, it Well goes.
1: that that means we're probably going to get banned then. All right, but well, I appreciate the call, man. I uh, thank you very much and we're looking forward 90, to seeing you at the 100th show. <laughs> All right, boys. Stay gay. Hey. <laughs> God damn right. Have a good day, Podbean team. Uh, but anyways, yeah, did you see that uh, that thing uh, about those uh, people that walked out and you know were displaying their guns? Some people even said they were pointing them at the protesters. Did you hear, hear any of the details on that?
0: I didn't hear any of the actual detail, but I know if those protesters wanted those people to die, they just needed to keep congregating because those idiots had their fingers on the triggers and kept pointing their guns at each other, not paying attention. Like that was the worst
1: handling of weapons I have seen in my fucking life. Yeah, they did not look like a Navy SEAL Team 6, to say the least. Uh, Now, the details were uh, they live on a private road uh, within a gated community. And basically, these protesters broke down the gates uh, and then went down the private road. Uh, At one point there, apparently the mayor of that city also lives in that community. So they were like, you know, chanting, you know, in front of her house, quit your job, fire the cops, yada, yada, yada. Uh, they painted Black Lives Matter on the street, uh, you know, on, right on the street. And then at one point they were walking by, you know, walking by these people's house, and apparently it freaked them the fuck out. So, so they went outside with their guns. Um, now, I have several different things about this. One, I can understand them being concerned. They broke down their fucking gates to their private road, and then walking down their private road, which is you know trespassing in the first place. I can understand them being concerned. Uh, however, what they did was ridiculously fucking stupid Uh, at the very best. They should, if they want, if they have their guns, I that's fine. You know, look out the windows and make sure that they're not coming to break your fucking door down and and, um, drag you outside. But if they're just walking by, all you're doing is attracting attention that you don't fucking want.
0: Well, there's, there's several things to unpack there. Number one. Yes. It's fucked up that those people broke down a goddamn gate for a gated community. So like, yeah, find those people, throw them in jail. However, once like that entire group starts moving in, and it's pretty apparent they're there because that's where the mayor lives. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to just start destroying other houses, at least more than likely.
1: And right, right. Watching exactly. the
0: video, like it didn't seem like a super like violent group. Right, Number right. Two, two. Mm-hmm. if you're going to go outside, fucking brandishing weapons and pointing them at people, like don't be surprised if you end up dead. Because if I'm there and I'm, you know, if I'm concealed carrying and you end up pointing a gun at me, like I'm going to take that as a threat and shoot you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it is poor planning at best. Uh, and once again, if, if if I was in their situation, I would be scared. You know, fucking, you never know what a mob's going to do. All you need is one person to start doing something and have everyone else like pick up and go off the entire mob mentality. That's a phrase for a reason. But in their cases, I would have took my guns and like hid behind my doors and peered out the window and make sure that they weren't uh, coming onto my property. And for the most part, 99.9% chance they're just gonna walk by your house. Now if they start like, you know, vandalizing your house or coming on the property and like breaking windows and stuff like that, that's an entirely different conversation. Uh, and I hope to never be put in that position where, I have to decide whether or not I need to protect my property and my life through gunfire, or if I'm just going to let them destroy my house. Uh, unfortunately, legally speaking, you should probably just let them destroy your fucking house because shooting somebody will put you in so much legal controversy that even if they decide that you're 100% in the right, it's going to be not fun at all. Well,
0: and the biggest lesson here. If you're going to own a weapon, know how to properly fucking use it. Like you need to, you need to know like how to safely use a weapon. And like those two idiots broke like every rule of gun safety there is under the sun.
1: Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. If you don't know how to properly handle a weapon, you shouldn't be doing it in the first place. Because as you mentioned, they're endangering each other. And God knows whether they had the safety on or not at that point.
0: Probably not. I'm not even sure those two people would have understood what a safety is. (laughs) (laughs) You had dumb woman sitting there like limp wristedly holding a gun while her other hand is on her hip. You have (laughs) douchebag with the AR that half the time is pointing it at his wife.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, Once again, they shouldn't be put in a position where they have to worry about that, but they've made so many poor choices that I don't really feel bad permanently at that point, really. There's there's so many different and better ways that they could have handled it, and that's how they choose. So, whatever, they're probably going to get in a fair amount of trouble. I guess it will really depend on if the footage shows them pointing uh, weapons at the crowd as opposed to each other, (laughs) because that's about the only legal thing that they might get in trouble for. Obviously, it's perfectly all right to have weapons on your property. And as long as you're not pointing them at people, you can brandish them on your property just as much as you fucking want. Uh, Well, you
0: can have them on your property. Yes, you can have them pointing it at someone. That is what is technically brandishing.
1: And that is the illegal part. Right, right. That's what I mean. But you can have them and, you know, you don't have to hide them when people are walking by. If you want to have a gun in your hand on your property, you can. But Obviously, the legal problem is going to be if they point them at someone, because not only is that brandishing, it could also be considered assault.
0: Right. I was just correcting your use of brandishing because
1: that only actually occurs once you point it at someone. Right, right. You're right. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, uh, But yeah, that's that's a thing, too. That's about all I got today. So you got anything else before we start uh, finishing up?
0: Well, I mean, I always have two things, but that's part of finishing up. Okay. Do you have anything else we wanted to cover properly on the show?
1: No, no, that was about it for the day. Uh, I will try to do more research tomorrow to have more topics, although we did manage to fill the show uh, fairly well. I want to thank the OG Army for showing up. Uh, We couldn't do the show without you. I want to thank my partner, Big Dalton. I couldn't do the show with him. Uh, <laughs> oh, you can't do the show with me? No, I couldn't what do the, the show fuck, without I, you. Said I, I couldn't can't do, do the, the show, show without me. Yet.
0: What's wrong, I can't, Jay? with or without what you? What
1: the fuck? I, it's like a YouTube song, dude. A YouTube song. With or without you. <laughs> a YouTube uh, YouTube song? Yeah, okay. God damn it. Yo, I was doing so well today and I fucked it all up at the end. Uh, But yeah, that's about all I got. What do you got, Brian? So
0: the first thing, and this is more of a question to you, ha- have you figured out Wednesday yet? Like, come on, this is your. This is your time to shine, Jay. Working this is on where it. you working show out and you show everyone that goddammit, we made it to 100 fucking episodes and it's time to fucking celebrate.
1: Yeah, I'm working on it. Well, I'm going to see if I can't get us a special guest. Maybe I'll do something crazy and post it on YouTube for the show. I don't know. We'll figure something out. What else you got?
0: Other than that, I will leave you all with this. Fuck
1: all Y'all, you guys have a great night. We'll see everybody tomorrow at 6. Bye-bye.
0: Screw you, hippie.